This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Anusha Man is up next, but first, listen to this other great OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on the next episode of Back to You, we're going to have the car guys, Mark Vernon and Lou Costable. Lou and Mark have given me how to slow down a little bit. I'm driving too fast. And I tell you about the time that I drove on the wrong side of the road legally. With the steering wheel on the right side of the car. It turned out okay. That's because you were very gassy. (laughs) That's on the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I can't wait to hear more. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Back again, sitting in our saddles, ready to gallop into the into the podcasting <laughs> world. You know, I just had a vision of you riding a horse, and it's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> have you ever ridden a horse? Uh, I have. Uh, when I was a little kid, you know how you go and you ride a pony around. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. not riding a horse. That's riding a pony. Have you yeah. ever? No. Have you ever had a, like, no. in the wild? Have, have you? you? <laughs> we, well, we went to, this was 9-11, actually. So it would be like nine twelve or nine thirteen in 2001. We were in Egg Harbor. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been there. Uh, and they, Shell wanted to go horseback riding. Um I'm still sore. <laughs> it just doesn't sound well, fun. I'll be honest Well, you with have you. to stretch your leg. I mean, these yeah. are big ass animals and you have yeah. to stretch your you have to straddle this right it hurts yeah, yeah. i you know i uh, i gotta say i don't want to do it and 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 my son sean who's uh 18 18 is yeah. like an eagle scout now oh, almost okay. um he when he was a kid well he's like 12 went on one of these horseback riding things and found out that he's allergic to horses. <laughs> and they sent me a picture of him uh, after he rode a horse, and it looked like he got punched in the face. I mean, his whole face was swollen. Oh, so it was, was like bee bee sting. Oh, allergy. yeah. It was holy crap. So maybe it's for the best that I've never ridden a horse because, you know, maybe I'm allergic. I think chances are you probably are. <laughs> Minutia is uh, the sort of thing that makes the world go round, and we've got lots of it for you today. In fact, I, we even have a jingle. No. Can I play it? Yeah. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes, and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. And that's a promise. Oh, the, the nothing of value? Yes. yes. So, you know, Rick... I kind of thought college was okay. <laughs> right? All right. So for, for those of you who don't know Dave, he talks about college every day. He's, he, we graduated 35 years ago. He is still talking about college every day. Well, you it know was what? the most important part of his life. Without question. And I actually thought of a, a while I was writing this, I'm like, oh, I just thought of this great story. Do you remember the time that I found 20 bucks in a pair of jeans and you and Steve Quinn were in the, we were at the, you know, at the pit. Right. That's I right. run to you. I show you the $20 bill. We all embraced and we ran straight to <laughs> steak and shake. And then I had money left over to buy 
Oh, right, because Stroh's the, yes. Stroh's at Willie's. Steak and Shake is like you know three ninety nine. You know, actually, <laughs> right. it was probably less than that. Right. Then it was like a dollar ninety nine. Right. I, I was I was Mister Potter. There oh. goes Mister Stern. The most <laughs> crazy. That man has a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, because of my affinity toward college, this next yeah. story actually kind of uh, resonated with me. Okay. Um, do you, be honest. Do you have a Google alert for college? <laughs> yeah. Dave Stern College Stories, yeah. in case somebody put something up. Um, now, I'm not a big Governor DeSantis fan of Florida. Uh, no. Yeah, you know, I'm not yeah. sure that he has acted appropriately with COVID. His yeah. protocols, I don't think, have been particularly... Okay. Mr. Well. <laughs> Pol- Mr. Political. Uh, but I, he did do something here that maybe will warm... You know, maybe I'll be a little bit more warm to him okay. afterwards. Governor DeSantis proposes College Bill of Rights to party in Florida. <laughs> no, the College Bill of Rights to party or College Bill of Rights to, like, attend in whatever school you want? Uh, no, it's it's it's, a, it's, it's, it's to party. It's to party. On Thursday, DeSantis said he would seek a bill of rights for college students following crackdowns on parties and other social gatherings that some blame for a surge of COVID nineteen cases on campuses around the country. <laughs> Gover- Governor Cool Dad, <laughs> you know, I understand that universities are trying to do the right thing. DeSantis said during a news briefing at the Capitol. But I personally think it's dramatically draconian that a student could get potentially expelled for going to a party. That's what college kids do. Wow. Yeah. So you know. Wow. Yeah. He, and he went on to say that he would uh, move to block local governments from closing restaurants and arresting college kids for partying. Wow. So he's pretty cool. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. First Amendment. Partiers <laughs> shall not have to fight for the right to, to party. You know, um, all right, let's let's go through them. I've got another one. Ready? Yeah. Um, all right, let me think of how I'd say this. A well-regulated wet t-shirt contest <laughs> being necessary to the possibility of young men almost seeing nude boobies <laughs> shall not be infringed. Aye, aye, sir. Aye. <laughs> My God. So, All right, well, hey, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're 57-year-old college kids. I I still dream about going back to college. I know you do. Yeah. I know. Or I, I could buy beer for everybody. I have a uh, a story that is totally different. Yeah. All right. This is uh, this is more of a a literary tale. Okay. It was a cloudless, slightly warm autumn day in 1960 when Richard M. Nixon came to Sullivan, Illinois. Population: 3,946. It was in advance of uh, that year's uh, presidential, presidential election. Presidential yeah. election. Uh, anyway, on the morning of September 22nd, Air Force Two landed at Decatur Airport because he was the vice president at the time. Okay. He was running against Kennedy. At yeah, the he was running against Kennedy. He stepped into a black limousine to head to Sullivan along a road filled with spectators. Meanwhile, 14-year-old boy Steve Genie was sitting in school anxiously awaiting the most important moment of his life. Yeah. My Boy Scout troop was assigned to security. Just as luck would have it, I was right security. behind. What Boy Scouts is a security? <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> it was a different. So the time. Stones had Hell's Angels. <laughs> and Nixon had Pack Thirty Eight Seventeen. Well, you know, as it turns out, Kennedy could have used some scouts <laughs> as security. <laughs> Good point. Anyway, uh, he was right behind Vice President Nixon. 
They served him a buffalo barbecue sandwich mm-hmm. on one of those six-inch paper plates, and he took a couple of bites and commented how good and tasty it was. Oh, and, that's and, a really good sandwich. I love this sandwich. <laughs> After taking a quick bite, he was whisked away to make a stump speech. Well, so, uh, soon, Jeannie was there all alone with, with this half-eaten sandwich. Yeah. It was just sitting there. Did Nixon say, I'm not a cook, <laughs> but this is a really good I sandwich. I'm not a cook. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. I like that. Um, anyway... He was there with the sandwich, and he grabbed it, ran back home, and ran in the door and said, Mom, I've got a sandwich that Nixon took a couple of bites of. She was surprised and said, Well, what do you want, what do you want me to do with it? I said, Freeze it. So she, in her infinite wisdom, put it in a plastic baggie and put that inside of a Muscleman's applesauce jar, <laughs> stuck it in the freezer, and that's the way it still is today, 60 years really? later. That is awesome. Now, there's more to this story. Uh-huh. Because Jeannie's sandwich was no more than a treasured family heirloom until 1988. And that's when the, a local newspaper did a story about it. And mm-hmm. The Tonight Show saw this. And so he was invited to be on The Tonight Show on December 4th, 1988. Steve Martin was the first guest. Uh-huh. Helen Shaver was the second uh-huh. guest. And then Steve Jeannie uh, from Sullivan, uh-huh. Illinois. And he sat right between Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon uh-huh. and talked about his sandwich and everything. And afterwards... Both Nixon, I mean, not Nixon, both Johnny Carson and Steve Martin took a bite of a sandwich and gave him. So then he had a now, half-eaten sandwich. From now, Johnny Carson and Steve Martin. Yes. So, the, so then that news got out and he got sandwiches in the mail from Tiny Tim and Henny Youngman. That's and, and now he has all of these sandwiches, half-eaten celebrity sandwiches, half-eaten celebrity sandwiches. And this year, to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the Nixon sandwich, he collaborated uh, in a book called "The Sandwich That Changed My Life." Wow, that's isn't that a great story? That, that is that is a feel-good political story. Uh, you know, I have a, a President Nixon food story too. Well, when I went in California in January, my last trip ever, apparently. Right, yeah. um, I went to President Nixon's favorite restaurant. It's in San Clemente. It's a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they have something on the menu. Oh, is it like the Nixon yeah, enchilada the, the, or whatever? The special Nixon uh, dinner, oh. which is 22 minutes of erased audio tape. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Rick, we've got, yeah. speaking of celebration and the, you know, you just talked about the anniversary of yeah. the sandwich. Well, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network is celebrating how many years? Thank you. Six. 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 Six years. Amazing. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And, and there's a bunch of great shows on Radio Misfits. Well, speaking of politics, yeah. uh, Reconcile the Isle with Eckhart's Press author Lauren Legaduji or Legaguji. <laughs> I was going to let you say that name because I still don't know how to pronounce Lo-gi-a-douche. it correctly. <laughs> I think it's Logidice. Logidice. Lauren, <laughs> uh, she's the author of Inside Melania on yeah. EckhartsPress.com. Uh, but what she does is... And she's been on this show. She, yeah, she, and we've been on her show. Yeah, or, or her, yeah we've been on her show too. Yeah. Um, but she uh, adds her characters and she interviews experts to figure out if it's possible to have meaningful dialogue about difficult subjects, and as of Tuesday, we realize we can't. <laughs> that's that's true. Wow, that was so bad. All right, we have more minutia coming up, but first we have this. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Weekend, please. 
<laughs> I love that. What is Studio Walls? Well, Dave and I have been writing, publishing, broadcasting stuff for many years, and we have literally thousands of fun things in our archives mm-hmm. that we'd like to share. And we're going to be putting that up on the Eckhart's Press site someday. Pretty soon. Right? I, I, the ball's the ball's rolling. Okay. That's what he said last No, time. it really is. Okay. Uh, and it will be called Studio Walls. It'll have fun audio, songs, columns, interviews, written pieces, excerpts from our books and other books we've published, videos, and more. Mm-hmm. But for this podcast, each week... We look over the things that have happened this week in Rick and Dave archives, and we each pick one thing to share. And Dave, what have you chosen this week? I chose that, again, that we're very anniversary-centric. The Beach Boys' first album came out in 1962 when the Nixon's Half Sandwich was just a mere two years old. Yeah. Uh, so, And I guess we wrote a column, and I didn't even remember this until you showed it to me, Yeah. Uh, about... The Beach Boys. Right, exactly. Um would you like me to read the column? Would you? Uh, yeah. Would, uh, yeah. Well, let me get it right here. Um, why do they call themselves Beach Boys? And that's a good question. This is, again, they were, what, 70 years old yeah. at the time. <laughs> yeah. And now it's on stage with an electric. And they, uh, a, a generation ago, when a 60 or 70 or 80 year old man was rocking, it was in a chair. Now it's on stage with an electric guitar. Boys should not be pushing 70, Rick. Yes. The question is, why are, why are they called the Beach Boys? Right. Exactly. Still. And if they revise their name slightly to say the Seaside Shuffle Borders, yes. for instance. Well, we were pretty creative. So, you know, when we wrote this, when was this 20 years ago when we wrote it? Or yeah, when, something when, like that. Yeah. Yeah. 57 was a long time away. <laughs> it right? sure was. So we came up with other band names that if the Beach Boys need a new band name right what other rock rock and roll right so what do you got well like the replacements what would think it would be yes the hip replacement okay that's good uh, the rolling stones all right the gallstones not bad you actually no you haven't had a gallstone. i know no, I you had diverticulitis i did yeah. you had a kidney stone though i did uh speaking of kidney stones sly and the family stone flying the uh, sly, sly and the kidney stone okay four tops would be the the four tops is the quadruple bypass. <laughs> That's pretty funny. There's a theme here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the OJs is the Bengays. Not bad. Yeah, right. ABBA is, or ABBA, our ABBA would be AARP. All right. right? <laughs> and Country Joe and the Fish. Yeah. Old Country Buffet and the All You Can Eat Fish Fry. See, the fun thing about going back over these archives is we don't even remember half right, of this right, stuff right, anymore. Right. All right, so this this week in 1999, uh, there, the, a movie called Elmo in Grouchland came out. You yeah. probably remember that. It was yeah. a great film. Great film. We got the 20th anniversary, 20th anniversary issue. At the time, I was uh, John Landecker's producer, and he said to me, well, you've got the little boy at home, uh, Tommy Kempfer, who was at the time four years old. Why don't you have him do a movie review? So this became a regular bit. This is the very first one we ever did. I'll play it for you right here. Okay, I'm here with uh, WJMK movie reviewer Tommy Kempfer. Uh, Tommy, what movie did we see today? Elmo in Grouchland. Elmo in Grouchland. Would you say that Elmo was the star of the movie? Yeah. What was the name of the bad guy? Huxley. Huxley. Did he have funny eyebrows? Yeah. Were they really bushy? Yeah, they were really, weren't they really bushy? Yeah, I thought they were too. Uh, Did you like the movie? Uh, yeah. Uh, If you had to give the movie stars, would it be one star, two stars, three stars, or four stars? Four. Four, so you really liked it. You'd recommend it, huh? 
Did you like the director? Yeah. Did you like the cinematographer? Yeah. What did you think about the way they always broke the fourth wall and talked directly into the camera? Did you like that? Yeah. And can you give us just one more time a capsule review? What is your assessment of the new Elmo movie? A kiss to Elmo. A kiss to Elmo. There it is. Wow. <clears throat> that was uh, Tom. Little Tommy, he's 25 now. <laughs> he just flipped you off when he ran across the... Oh, oh. Uh, well, anyway, so yeah. you know, every now and then we gotta we gotta indulge bring, ourselves, right? Bring in some cuteness, yes, I right? I mean, because we are hardcore people. Oh. As a matter of fact, this past week we had a a guest, our minutiae celebrity interview, an A lister, is not a Elmo and Grouchland kind of guest. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we talked about illegal drugs. Right, right. Uh, In fact, quite a bit. Uh, presidents. We yeah. talked politics. We did. It was uh, it was Tommy Chong. In right. fact, uh, here's a little sample of it. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Rick, we interview perhaps the biggest star that's ever been on our airwaves. Okay. Okay. Think 70 star. Smoke. Half Chinese. Uh, things that go with Tommy Chong. To Tommy Chong! <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Listen to the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. And on this week's episode of And Friends... Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? Yeah, I do. I, I think their early work was a little too new wave for my taste, but when sports came out in 83, I really think they came into their stride commercially and artistically. Yeah, I agree. And then 87 when Huey released four... All right, well, I'll save something for this show. Make sure you listen to And Friends on Spotify. Opashows.com. Or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Uh, I got more. We got time? We got more minutia. Absolutely. So, you know, Rick is business manager for Eckhart's Press. Yeah. I've been, I'm pretty much responsible for keeping our company profit. <laughs> That's true. Right. Because really, am I any help in this area? Right. I think, <laughs> Rick, if you were teaching a class in business college, I think it would be called, uh, well, yeah, did you take Professor Kempfer's money shmoney class? <laughs> You, you, you take the, we should really give them more money. You know, they they, they need it more than we do. Yeah. In class. Uh, yeah, I'm always looking at you know EBITDA, and I got spreadsheets, and you know I'm yeah. trying to percent, I'm trying to save oh, a percent yeah. here and there, yeah. looking at manufacturing costs or oh, ROI. Yeah. So this story, you're very busy. You've got a good, you've got a good nose for business. Okay. I don't. Was that racist? <laughs> I think that was a little racist because the uh, because of no. Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> you people just cannot stop. Did the 40s not teach you anything? I didn't even think about the use of the word no. Okay. I'm sorry. So this story has stood out to me. Police seized 345,000 condoms that were cleaned and sold as new. I saw this. I saw so, this story. Police in Vietnam have confiscated an estimated 345,000 condoms, which have been cleaned and resold, as the state media has just reported. Footage broadcast by state-owned Vietnam television, VTV, <laughs> VTV, this week showed dozens of large bags containing the used contraceptive scattered across the floor of a warehouse in the southern province of Bin Dong. That's not a made-up name. For real? That is really the wow. name. Maybe it's Bin Duong, but we're going to say Close that. enough. Uh, police said that the bags, bags weighed more than 360 kilograms, and for you metric people, or non-metric people, that's 794 pounds. 
equivalent to 345,000 condoms. The owner of the warehouse said that they had received a monthly input of used condoms from an unknown person. I think that person... From one person? (laughs) Well, it's not from one person. I'm assuming he had subcontractors. Was it like Elvis? (laughs) Yeah, right. uh, Will Chamberlain, I think. Um, And a, a, a woman detained during the bus told that the police that the used prophylactics were first boiled in water and dried and shaped and reshaped on a wooden phallus before being repackaged and resold. Uh, Now, again, I definitely admire their business sense. Yeah. Right? They're just reusing. I was trying to come up with brand names, Uh and the only one that I could come up with is Prophylact again. Not bad. Yeah, not Not bad. Not bad. You know, my thinking on this story is every year there there's stories about the worst jobs in America. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, radio producers always listed as one of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the worst job, you know, being a broadcaster or whatever, worst job in right. America. You know what? It's not <laughs> the worst job in the world. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. Honey, how was work? <laughs> God, that is so gross. Well, I think that they're missing my kids' grammar school's playground. For, I mean, I would used to. Oh, yeah. That is just yeah. awful. You, you know why? Swings. <laughs> no, I don't. Seriously, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that is, but it's true. Yeah. It's it's true at our uh, uh, grammar school out here, too. All right. It's time for our celebrity feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand in the jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of that celebrity. Last week was Bill Maher. Right. So I have to tell the Bill Maher story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you want to pick out another one right I just did. Don, Don Wells, who's... Gilligan's Island, right? Marianne. Right. Okay. Um, All right. So, Bill Maher. This story goes back to, I want to say, 1993. Bill Maher was known. I think think the uh, politically incorrect was on the Mm -hmm. air already. He was kind of a a well-known figure in America. And um, we had just started doing the John Landecker show on WJMK. And unbeknownst to me, the general manager of the radio station hated celebrities <laughs> all right so i mean they didn't tell me squat before i took this job I, I really you know it turned out to be a great thing for me but those first couple of years were brutal because of this general manager how can you hate celebrities when they're going on willing to go on your air and just promote your i don't, I don't know yeah. believe me i don't know but anyway i was not told this and then one day i booked bill maher to be on the show and the other thing was our general manager would come to work very early because he usually went drinking at lunch and then never came back okay. after that. But he was there very early in uh-huh. the morning. And we had Bill Maher in the studio. Actually, he was in my office at around, I don't know, I want to say it was like 645. Wow, that's early. Yeah, it was early. Yeah. And, you know, comedians don't like yeah, getting yeah, up yeah. early. But he was squeezing us in. He was, you know, being a good guest. And... John Landecker on the air teases it, says, all right, coming up next, we've got comedian Bill Maher. And I'm in the, in the office with Bill Maher, and I hear screaming down the hallway, who the fuck <laughs> is Bill Maher? Why the fuck are we having this guy on our show? And he came storming down the, down the hallway. 
It's like, what the hell is going on? Um, and Bill Maher hears all of this. He heard all of it. And so, I, you know, I calmed down this general manager. I won't say his name, Harvey Perlman. <laughs> and then uh, I went back to uh, Bill Maher and got him into the station. But the other person who heard the screaming was John Landecker. And now he's like, oh, God. You know, what am I going to do? And we heard what Harvey was saying is, it's an oldie station. We play oldie songs. Yeah. We should be talking about oldies music. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's, that's the only that's, thing people care yeah, about. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Um, my boyfriend's back and there's got to be trouble, right? What is the origin of that song? So Bill Maher gets in there and John has just heard this. And Bill Maher and, and John's like, I don't, you know, we've been working here for three weeks. I don't want to get fired already. <laughs> you know, so he's all right. Uh, so, Bill, you know, uh, what do you think about the Beatles? Yeah. Okay. And Bill's like, what? <laughs> Well, I guess I love the Beatles, but, you know, why would you ask me that? Well, how do you know? <laughs> Did you and, just hear what we're going through? And I have been I have been unemployed for seven years. I need I need this job. And so then after the uh, interview's over, we're walking Bill Maher to the uh, to the elevator. And he goes, that was a shit show. <laughs> like, what do you want from us? And that was the only time I ever met him. And he, probably never will again. I, but I bet you he remembers that. Well, I bet you if you saw him today and you'd say, hey, did you ever do a show like where they just talked about oldies the whole time? And the funny thing was he had these bits prepared. He right. wanted to like, what? so what do you want to talk about? And, and he said, well, <clears throat> I've got this bit about uh, drunk driving. And that is, uh, you know. They never ask you if you're good at drunk driving. You know, like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's, you know, good times and great oldies. And DUIs. So that, that is the story for, uh, for well, Bill Maher. Well, I can understand why you wouldn't want on a CBS station, right? You'd want yeah, celebrities on now, right? Right, yeah. You wouldn't want to create any kind of buzz or anything. I don't know. It, it was it was a constant struggle. The whole time we were there, there were moments where, you know, the second the ratings went down, they go, no more celebrities. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, right, that's the that's problem. It. That's the problem. <laughs> right, right. Right. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but good thing that uh, we kept... Uh, Ignoring them, otherwise we wouldn't have stories to tell. Right, and yeah, next, this jar would wouldn't have to be a Costco jar; it could just be like a fun size jewel jar. And next week we'll find out the story about Don Wells. Uh, keep them coming. All right. So this week we have, uh, or next c- coming week we have a guest on a Minutia Men celebrity interview. You want to tell a little bit about who this person is? He has. You've probably seen, or you may very well have seen. He did a video or a, did a film called Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Right. Okay. Probably thir- what this is now. It's like almost 35 years ago. It's like 35 years ago. And as the name implies, it's a, he went with a camera to a concert and filmed the parking lot of a heavy metal concert. Since then, he has, he has really expanded his repertoire. He's yeah. got Neil Diamond concert yep. parking lot. <laughs> He's got er- Ernest Borgnine on a bus. Hitler's hat. 
All sorts of great right. stuff. He's Jeff Krulik. But here's a, here's a little taste of it. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. As a dad now, I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, these, these kids are smoking pot and drinking. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, yeah, right? And then I remember it. Those, like you just mentioned, those parking lots were like this oasis where you could just do this stuff and there was no trouble, right? You just, right. You just ended up getting high and drinking before the show. And, and the police, if they, you know, comp, quote, confiscated or, or bust quote busted you. I mean, they just, they just made it. you pour it out, yeah, yeah. They, or they just you, you poured it out. You yeah, know, right, nobody yeah. got a, nobody got arrested. Nobody got you know. You just kind of went into the concert. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure there were cases where it was you know, worse things happened, sure. maybe. But but overall, generally, I mean, it was a cat and mouse game. I mean, everybody tried right. to hide their contraband. And then if they got they busted you, you were just like. You know, uh, dude, it wasn't, officer, I'm just, I'm just man, it's, when it's yeah. time to rock, it's okay, time to rock. It's yeah. priest, man. We're rocking. It's my sacrament. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to hear the entire interview, it's the minu- it's not the it's minutia men celebrity interview. All right. Go check it out. Subscribe to it. It's out there. It's on Spotify. It's on uh, Amazon, on. Audible. Jeff Bezos is texting. Yes, <laughs> it's still, on. Yes, Jeff. We know on. it's on. It's God. on for crying out loud. God. Go to Opie Shows wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to our executive producer Tony Lasana with OpieShows.com. Opie is hippo backwards. O p p i h shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of... Minush, man. Got a little enthusiasm. Minush, I, that wasn't... That was, no, that was not... I, do it again. Start it again. With another episode of... Minush, man. That sucked. <laughs> it did not suck. Yeah, it's like Minush, man. Okay, do it one more time. Right. With another episode of... Minush, man. Much better. <laughs> This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. We'll talk about the upsets that took place. Leicester City and West Ham with big wins on the weekend. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, our Buick specialist, Bill Kubik, returns for another wide-ranging discussion on Buicks, Mopars, BMWs, and more. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. So, Dave, it was a fun uh, week. Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, presidential debate. Oh, you know, we that should. You, you know what? Fantastic. Shouldn't. Should we pay homage to the debate? Okay. All oh, right. Well, On yeah. the count of three. Uh, sure. Go. Three, two, one. I am Phil Daniel. I am Sam. Sam, I am the Sam. I am the Sam. I am. I do not like the Sam. I am. Do you like Ernie Ham? I do not like this. Loser. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> the lowest moment uh, in American history. You know, I, um, as you know, I teach, and a lot of my students are from other countries. Yeah. And we had a robust discussion about how embarrassing 
America has become. Yeah. Uh, with our political discourse. Yeah, that was just so depressing. And I watched the entire thing. You know, uh, I and if I don't know why I watched the entire thing, but I did. I watched the entire thing. Um, I we, we did too. This was Lila's first debate. Well, Sean's first presidential would, debate. None of the boys would watch. Oh, really? Yeah. So Lila, I watched. mean, their, their their votes are sealed <laughs> already, uh, so it doesn't really matter. But well, yeah. neither. I mean, Lila's too. But so Lila was watching this, and then she turned to Scott. Are they all like this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've been voting for how many years? You've how many of these have you sat through? If you missed Losano Losano or Los Losano and friends, here's what you missed. Attila, the president is here. The guy that's in charge of the whole network. So we have to be good, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So far. So what's going on with the network? Anything exciting? We have a, a thousand shows. I mean, there's a lot of them. We have a lot of shows? Yeah. Name the worst show on the network. Go ahead. <laughs> say it to his face. Just say it. Say it to his face. Yeah. yeah. No, no I, 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 would, I dare anyone to find a bad show. There, all... there is not a show on this network that yeah. I'm not proud of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Aww. Yeah. Uh, Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever it's called.